Hello and welcome to the Leadership and Insurance Podcast. This is the podcast that brings you the greatest innovation change makers in the world of insurance and insure tech. We speak to innovation leaders from carriers and brokers. We speak to insure tech founders and C-suite executives. And we bring you all of the people that add value to that community, whether it be private equity, venture capitalists, or even people like organizational psychologists and thought leaders and futurists. We try really hard to bring you the most innovative people in the world of insurance on a global basis. So with that in mind, we'd love your support. So please like, share, follow or subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Alex Bond. Welcome to the Leadership Insurance Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by FinPro. FinPro is a leading insurtech specialist recruitment business that operates on a global basis. We have delivered assignments across North America, throughout Europe and into Asia. We are super excited to speak to anyone who has some recruitment challenges that is either starting or scaling a business. And we're confident we can help you find the people to help you innovate the world of insurance one new hire at a time please visit our website, www.wearefinpro.com for more information. Good morning and welcome to the Leadership and Insurance Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Bond, and I'm very lucky today to be joined by Noam Shapira, who is the president and co-founder of Patent Insurance. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Hey, good morning, Alex. It's fun uh, being on your podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Really looking to chat a bit about embedded insurance today. Yes, yes, the the, the hot topic uh, of of twenty twenty two. And um, yeah, before we do that uh, um, and chop that up, it'd be great if you could introduce the patent uh, insurance business and 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 giving it away slightly from the embedded point, but what it is specifically you guys do within the space. Okay, so basically. Pattern Insurance is an embedded insurance company. What we are, in essence, doing, we are helping businesses, online businesses that are dealing with bookings, mainly travel, recreation, leisure, things like that, to add into their customer journey the ability to sell insurance and protections that are embedded into their customer journey, are embedded into their business needs, to their consumer needs, in order to make sure that, A, they help consumer gain more confidence, and B, helping them uh, generate new and silly revenues out of these protections. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, do you provide the technology stack for that? Or is it just the insurance product? Or w- w- where do you come in on the equation? So basically, we are a, a SaaS-based platform. So that basically means that we are a, a helping these businesses integrate into our platform. We have a full stack of a platform that does uh, everything that is related to providing proposals, the inventory of different types of products, ability to give proposal in real time that is related to what the consumer is now buying. And if the consumer is actually buying it, we are actually doing the fulfillment. We are underwriting the policy. We are sending the policy to the customer. And we're actually making sure that the customer gets the service in case of something bad happens. Mm-hmm. In this sense, um, uh, today we are offering uh, multiple types of products in the customer journey. Some of them are more related to things that are related to cancellations, uh, medical issues that might happen to you. And we also have things that are more uh, related to parametric insurance, things that you're familiar with, the parametric insurance, things like that are, might be related to uh, bad weather, 
misfunctioning of the transportation that you're having, etc. And for these products, we're basically providing the end-to-end, -end, including the ability to pay the consumer in real time and providing a great experience. Mm. Um, thank you for that. Embedded is something that we've obviously talked about a lot. And one thing that's become quite clear um, is that different businesses define it slightly differently um, in terms of kind of, you know, where it, how, yeah, I mean, how they shape their specific offering. What does embedded mean for you in, in its kind of definition? Yeah, I think this is a perfect question because I have a very different sense of what embedded insurance is than what it is in the industry. So first of all, maybe we need to start with the fact that it's true that embedded insurance is a buzzword in 2022, but it's been around, right? Insurance has been sold online uh, uh, for many years. However, the way that most of the businesses are doing it and have been doing it and still most of them are doing it, it's just basically taking an insurance product and putting it within the customer journey, just part of the purchase uh, process. So you can think about the situation where uh, uh, I have, for example, a travel insurance uh, as an insurance company, and I have a distribution channel, and I say, please put this insurance product on the distribution channel. We see it a bit differently. We believe that actually embedded insurance needs to be not only embedded into the customer journey, but actually embedded into the business needs of the customers and being able to deal with their uh, 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 consumer needs and their strategic uh, uh, needs. And that basically means, uh, A, providing a much more tailored kind of insurance to the business, mm -hmm. being able to deal with different kinds of customers that they have, taking into the fact that many customers have different kinds of concerns and different things that they would like to protect. So being able to react in real time, being able to help them tailor it, not by getting a project that says, okay, let's get it in one year or so, but actually helping them do it as soon as they have it. So we're basically the way that we constructed the platform is in a way that we are allowing them to actually tailor using a dashboard, how does the product going to look like to the customer and different customers? So basically doing a different targeting to different customers. So that's in essence, the way I say it. So again, embedded insurance is not just about putting a product, insurance product online. It's actually using all the infrastructure that they have in this uh, purchase process, everything that they know about the transaction, being able to tailoring it both to the needs of the e-business and the need of the consumers the specific consumers. That's um, the tailoring part I, I find interesting. So so um, just to sort of get in on that a little bit. So you're tailoring a product which is most suitable for the distribution that already exists. So you're creating a bespoke product for them. Um, how much of that is coming from you as a business versus, you know, because to a certain extent, a lot of these businesses have been selling insurance for a long time, but you know, traditionally, they were very simple, um, you know, defined by one size. Yeah, yeah, one size fits all the product. So um, how much is that? Is it you shaping the product with the clients or, or, or are clients coming to you saying we want the product like this because they're, yeah, I'm, I suppose it's different on the level of sophistication of the buyer, presumably. Absolutely. That's, that's the answer, right? It, it depends on the business. So we have a very cool out of, of the of the shelf kind of a solution that basically if you're if you want to sell insurance 
You can just hook to our APIs. You have a set of products that are available for you. You can just decide which products you want to do. And you can actually play with a dashboard and saying, okay, I want to do different products to different kinds of customers. And this is quite a simple way. In a sense, within days, you can start, start working without understanding anything about insurance. Mm -hmm. There are those that are a bit more sophisticated that actually want to understand how does it going to look like? What's going to be the text in the customer journey? What's going to be the trigger for insurance? What's going to be a, a, the price of the product? And many other factors, including how does the claim process look like? And in a sense, the platform that we build is allowing them to build this in the fastest way that is available in the market. So some of the things they can do instantly using the dashboard, some of them will require us to do a bit more uh, sophisticated work in the background, but that's basically the idea. Um, one thing to say about it is um, uh, the fact that uh, you don't understand you know, that you're in a business means most likely that you don't understand anything about insurance, right? You don't know about compliance. You don't know if you're selling to a consumer that coming, comes from the UK or a consumer that comes from Germany, you don't actually know what is the different needs of this compliant uh, and regulatory framework. What we're trying to do in that sense even when we're tailoring, even when we're allowing them to build their own specific product, is we're saying, guys, you don't need to understand anything about compliance because we have that covered. We make sure that everything is working to, according to compliance. So if tomorrow you're customizing a product to your consumer needs, it will be under compliance. You don't need to do anything. It will be adjusted by our side automatically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's interesting. I I, yeah, it's just one thing. It's a chicken and egg. It's like if you're interested in having an embedded product, you probably understand something about the insurance in the first place. So, um, yeah, there's sort of a level of sophistication sort of required to even start the process. Um, I wanted to ask. Yeah, but uh, can, can Alex, can, sorry for bouncing into your words. No, no, not at all. Uh, the, 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 you're right. There is required a level of sophistication. But when I'm looking at our customers, the e-businesses, there's something that they know much, much better than I do, which is selling to their customers. They understand their customers. They know their needs. They know their uh, uh, price sensitivity. They know their concerns. They know many things. This is their business, understanding the consumers. It doesn't mean that they need to know what is required by the FCA in order to do that. This is my business. Yeah. So my business, my platform is basically allowing them to build their own kind of products, thinking about marketing as aspects. How does it going to look like? What's, his, what's the wording going to be? What's the price, et cetera? I'm in the background making sure that everything is compliant, that the wording is according to what is allowed by compliance, that the price is not a, a, a going, a, giving a, a zero or loss ratio for the product and many other things. So we are making sure that everything is uh, working correct and they are making sure that our consumers are getting a good product. Mm, mm. And it's interesting with di digital businesses, you know, digitally first businesses, online businesses, the level of data that they've got from inception, you know, they've always had lots of information about their customers, whereas, you know, some of the sort of older traditional businesses, it's been newer. So they've been like information first, haven't they? So they're, they're perfectly set up to provide information for an insurance solution. Um, what's, um, I, I was going to ask you about the, the patent insurance, um, you know, you, you, you reminded me that we'd actually spoke uh, a year ago when you were with, you had the C2 business and, and then you've merged to, to form patent insurance. So I wanted to find out 
you know why why that happened you know what did both parties bring to the table when when you when you did that yeah so indeed uh, during 2021 we merged with the partner insurance which is us-based company and mm -hmm. um, the story behind it begins actually again going back to embedded insurance uh, needs okay or the businesses need what we we started to as a uk headquartered company mm -hmm. uh, regulated as an MGA regulated in the UK under the FCA and, and, and in France under the Central Bank of France. And basically we passported it all over Europe. Dealing with online businesses, many of them, we started realizing they have consumers that are not actually coming only from the Europe, right? Some of them are selling for uh, US uh, consumers and they need it. And in a sense, this is something that is coming back in embedded insurance many times. It's true that you have localized businesses, but if many of these businesses selling uh, uh, products online uh, are open globally and people can come from all over the globe. Mm. And that was a request of providing solutions, not only for the EU consumers or the UK consumers that we had back then. So in 2020, uh, 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 2020 early 2020, actually even before the COVID, we started working towards uh, uh, going to uh, uh, the US. We started looking for solutions for that, etc. Then the COVID came in and we were a bit slowed down, needless to say. And uh, But during uh, the process, during 2020 and later on in uh, 2021, uh, we came across uh, pattern insurance via an investor that invested in them. Uh, pattern insurance was founded by two uh, serial entrepreneurs in the Silicon Valley. Uh, one of them being uh, Mital Opaz, uh, who is a CEO. Another one is a board member, Safran from Ipo. And we realized, uh, uh, and, and, and they basically built the same thing that we are building in Europe. Mm -hmm. And uh, while they were a bit uh, less advanced in terms of technology, they did have better access to the infrastructure of selling insurance in the US and the relationship and understanding and so on. And they can tell you that building infrastructure in a geography is not a simple thing to do. Mm. For sure, not talking about the US because there's the 50 yeah. states and everything is uh, quite uh, complex. And we started working with them and we, we realized that if we build the activities, we actually are able to gain something that we didn't have before, which is this access to the US and of course the, the access of these this, uh, two uh, remarkable individuals. And that's basically what happened. We, we merged and today we have a, an embedded insurance company that has solutions for UK, Europe, and of course now to the US. Mm -hmm. And we also have even, we started building uh, other solutions for other uh, geographies. Again, taking into effect uh, that many of our customers have consumers coming from all over the world. Mm -hmm. So that was the trigger for that, of course, the relationship, the fact that they are very familiar with the US market, very connected to the high-tech uh, startup scene in the Silicon Valley, that also has a very good uh, impact on us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I, 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 was, I was going to ask if there's any complications in the merger, but when there's, you know, it's the smaller entities, it's a lot easier to do. But was it, um, was it very quickly, as, did all parties agree very quickly it was a good idea? I'm sort of intrigued about the mechanics. Was it a long sort of process to get to that to happen, or was it sort of a fairly fairly smooth? I've seen mergers in the past. It wasn't a giant merger of two uh, 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 mega companies with hundred thousand employees each one. 
we were both startups and they, they were even younger than us in terms of the ability. So there was not really big problems in that. The dynamics looks good. We are thinking the same way. We are, there, there, there's you know, a high tech startup spirit that is connecting us very much, a can-do approach. So mm-hmm. I think in that sense, it was fairly easy in that sense, the technology, we were much more, C2 was much more advanced at that point of time. So we took many of the things that came from C2 at that point of time. So I think there was no, it, it went quite easily comparing uh, to mergers of I don't know, HP and Compact uh, in, uh, t- 10 years ago. So Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I, I can appreciate it. I mean, it's funny because, you know, my background is executive search in the in the, in the the insurance industry and, that, and now InsureTech. And, um, you know, mergers at scale always have kind of casualties um but you know when you can get everyone in a sort of medium-sized room it's it's a lot easier to sort of make that happen but you've still got to deal with personalities you've still got to deal with cultures you've got to get those things right so you know um but it's important as well that i think um yeah you knew where you all were on the journey so that's it's interesting and it makes perfect sense i mean i mean we must have 50 percent of our guests come on to talk about the challenges of trying to get into the US market specifically in the 50 states. Um, what does that mean on a practical sense from the sort of capacity partners that you have to work with? Did that, did that, that must have an impact on who you could work with from an insurance perspective. Yeah, so, so just go taking one step back. In terms of the platform, the way that we work, as I mentioned, we are an MGA. We are uh, doing both parametric products and non-parametric products. Yeah. Uh, the parametric products, we're doing it on our own, fully end-to-end, but we take capacity with different insurance companies. Axa is a big partner of ours. Spinnaker is a partner of ours in the US. Mm-hmm. Wacom is a partner. And actually, we have different partners that we are working with, and we are extending it according to the need, according to appetite of risk, etc. Uh, so clearly, yes, we had to add somebody that had the license in the US. Spinnaker was a... a a good candidate for that, and we were we are uh, working with them. Um, in terms of the other part, with the non-parametric products, we are sourcing products. Uh, so we are basically doing everything that is related to the embedded, the personalization, the real-time uh, targeting, uh, 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 um, exposure management, uh, uh, and so on, and many other things that are benefits of the embedded products. And we actually don't provide the full service of that because basically we're using, we are sourcing these products from partners. So for example, just to give one that is very immediate, AXA, we are working with them and we have the travel insurance and we're selling it as part of our portfolio, the assistance products, for example. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, so we've, we've already mentioned that 2022 seems to be the year of the embedded solution. Um, how do you differentiate yourself in a market that's had so much investment and has so many, um, you know, competitors in in a, in, a, in a very similar field? So I, I think it 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 all drives to the philosophy that we are starting with, right? Which I touched earlier in the discussion, and maybe it's a bit of a background about myself and my other co-founder, it's a two, and actually the co-founders in. A, in pattern, in in general, we we have a very simple philosophy that says that the one that knows to sell best to a consumer is the one that is this is his business, right? That's the essence of that. 
And I, in fact, don't know to sell better insurance to a consumer that lives in Salt Lake City or lives in London or lives in Singapore. There are people that that is their business. And when I'm talking about embedded insurance, as mentioned earlier, I'm not talking about just coming and providing products and selling it online, which actually is integrated into the business and allowing these businesses to tailor the products. So what we did in order to provide that, that goes back to my personal history and my other co-founder's history, is uh, we built a platform that is fully scalable. It's not a, I call it the factory, factory for creating products. The factory basically allows you to create new types of products, new variation products in the cheapest and fastest way. The way that we integrate into the customer journey is basically a super slim, fast way that is integrated with a set of APIs to the customer journey, which after one-time integration, they can start adding new types of products with no need to integrate again. It's a one-time simple integration. We are also providing a set of products, as mentioned, that are super cool. You can think about uh, one of the products that I personally like very much, the ski guarantee. If you're uh, uh, going on a ski vacation and uh, three days before, the platform checks the, uh, the amount of snow on the ground and the higher lift. And if it's below some kind of a threshold, we will send you an SMS. Dear Alex, unfortunately, there's not enough snow in the destination. Uh, uh, here is a compensation. You can cancel and get your money back. So, uh, uh, so it's talking about a ability to launch new types of products fast. The integration, which is one time, meaning very simple way of integrating with no need to do anything. The fact that we are able to provide unique set of products, combinations of product, and so on. The fact that we are able to do real-time decisions about what the product that is being sold. Again, one needs to take into fact that again, it is true that every transaction has a risk in it, but every consumer or every purchase is different and therefore there's a need for different kind of tailoring. Mm -hmm. And we are basically, what we're doing in the platform is we are using a, our ability to generate new types of products. We're using a, a machine learning sophistication in order to identify what are the different things that are a, needed to know in order to take a decision. And we of course use the wisdom that the business has created for years mm -hmm. in order to provide a, a, the best products and such. The last thing is, of course, the issue about putting it embedded through the customer journey. So you can basically integrate it wherever you want within the customer journey, before checkout, after checkout, emails, wherever you want. It's basically the same integration. It's simple integration. And we allow them to start a claim process with us and getting feedback about this claim process. So in a sense, we're giving a very complete uh, uh, range of uh, solutions to these uh, businesses in order to make it embedded in our philosophy. So it's embedded to your business, it's embedded to your consumer needs, it's embedded to, uh, 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 and it's not just putting a product in, uh, on, on your shelf. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, um, it's, it's the combination of, of, I think it's the combination of the cool insurance products and the interesting insurance products. And I, I've got, I'm a big belief in embedded is, you know, to your point that just at the end there, where you're saying you can, you can put it, at different points of the customer journey um to a certain extent there's the uh, you know would you agree that sort of creativity is essentially the, the only limitation to, to where you can sell this uh, you know insurance as a solution um what's what do you think is driving it and i know look the technology is there right so the technology wasn't there to sort of sell it in a sophisticated way 
um, now it is. So we, I'm accepting that the technology has made this possible. But what do you think, is this something about the culture of the society we live in that, that has changed, that's led to the rise in embedded insurance? Yeah, I, I, I think it is. I think so. So we are now in 2022, right? We are already doing purchases online for the last 20 years, right? We started 20 years a bit more uh, back. And this has evolved, right? In the first stages of understanding the fact that you can put products online. The second stage was a bit starting towards personalization, reviews, uh, immediacy, very slick kind of uh, uh, purchase of, uh, uh, and very simple kind of purchase of products tailored for you, et cetera, et cetera. And I think with insurance, embedded insurance, or what is now called embedded insurance, it didn't really happen along the year. And at the same time, the consumers like us, and then needless to say, the younger generation, the millennials and, and, and so on, and, you know, and, and all the younger generations, are now expecting something else. They're expecting a very simple way of buying insurance, right? I don't want to buy a product right now with a business and then go somewhere else to look for the insurance, okay? Because that means that I need to go and search and enter my information once again and get all the information back and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and just basically they end get something that is not that far in terms of the product, right? And I think the issue of expectation of immediacy and simplicity in the purchase, hassleness, uh, so to say, in the purchase is super important. I even have uh, my own theory that basically says that because of the fact that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we, you and I probably go to coffee, right? We pay something like a free $4 uh, for a cup of coffee and we don't really think about it, right? At the same time, I think that when you're talking about embedded insurance, the fact that it's there, the fact that it's so simple and slick to understand that you don't need to do anything. If it's going to be simple to understand the product itself, if the product is going to be good enough, there's price sensitivity is no longer that big of an issue in that sense. Uh, so I think this is part of the uh, uh, part of the change of behavior. I think also as we, talk, we talked about the maturity of the of uh, e-commerce. I think one of the things that we see is that uh, more and more things that are being sold online uh, uh, are getting to a situation that, that there's a, such a price war that uh, uh, on selling, for example, five tickets, that the margin that these businesses are doing on this core product that they are selling is actually uh, dropping down quite dramatically. I can tell you uh, in, in the flight, uh, uh, flight OTAs many times, there's zero margin on the flight tickets that they are selling. Mm. And therefore, there's a need for ancillary revenues, the need for different types of products that are uh, uh, being sold. And therefore, I think the, the issue of insurance and the ability to sell insurance in that part of the customer journey is becoming very much important to these businesses. It's adding a new value for these uh, uh, customers. Uh, and there's, of course, another impact, uh, which is the concerns, right? Uh, COVID has been here in the last two years. Uh, we've seen uh, the fact that consumers get concerns. They, we hear about lots of people that lost money because of the fact that they weren't protected. So that's another thing. And again, it's when you go to this uh, online shop, the online business, and you want to purchase something, mm. if you have the concern that you are not protected, you might not convert. And we actually see that when you put this protection, it actually helps the conversion. Mm. So that's also an issue about 
customer behavior and why is it needed at that point of time. And by the way, COVID is not the only thing, right? You can think about uh, 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 climate change, right? Uh, suddenly fires in different places, freezes, uh, uh, unexpected uh, 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 rainfalls or, uh, or not enough uh, snow in the destination that you're doing it ski and so on and so forth. So there are many concerns that consumer have and therefore it is important to provide them in you know, to help the to help the the uh, confidence of the consumer and uh, helping them to to the purchase. Mm. I, yeah, the pandemic's just had such an interesting effect, I think, on society from many ways. I mean, you've got. I mean, obviously, we've talked about it, particularly in insurance. You've had the digital re- revolution of people working from home, working remotely. Um, but there, there was also that period of time where. You, you couldn't go or people didn't feel safe going shopping. So people that would have never have shopped online were now shopping online. You know, like my parents wouldn't have shopped online. They're now shopping online. And, and that's led to that sort of change in, in mentality where even the people that you would say, you know, not, not the younger generations because they're digital first um, consumers, but you're even converting people that weren't and now they're comfortable buying more things online, buying kind of, you know, whether it be holidays, and there's still people like my parents that still want to speak to someone on a phone to book a holiday. You know, they just booked the holiday. They didn't speak to anybody. They probably wouldn't have done that. And I think it's interesting to see the impact on, you know, we talk about insurance as a social good, um, but insurance is a kind of, you know, in what it is, it's a, it's a safety blanket. It's a security um, yeah, it, it's 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 had an interesting impact. Did you see that? What was the what was the impact for you guys on kind of during the pandemic? Was it you know? And I, I know obviously it was a dreadful thing, but in terms of just just looking at the business aspect, did you see more inquiries? Was it different inquiries from different businesses to to work with you? So I, I think first of all we need to say we started the. Our business very strongly affiliated to the travel industry, to the flight industry, and so on. Uh, we a bit diverged since uh, the pandemic. We moved a bit more to things like uh, recreation, uh, outdoors activities, and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I take the history and trying to analyze what happened, so early 2020 uh, or uh, March, April, May 2020, mm-hmm. uh, two things happened, right? First of all, people stopped flying. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and the uh, second, uh, uh, people, uh, and there were a few, a bit more claims, and the losses were higher back then at that uh, period of time. Uh, and then basically, uh, that that was basically the thing that happened to uh, 2020, 2021. We started seeing a bit more appetite going back to travel. So, we've seen much more, for example, domestic travel, outdoors activity, and so on. And over there, you do see a very big appetite for the case of what happens if I cancel, what happens if I go to quarantine, what happens if I uh, uh, get sick with quarantine, what happens if I'm on vacation and I'm sick with quarantine and things like that. And that was working quite, uh, 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 that, that was a high demand from our uh, customers for their consumers. And indeed we've seen a, a growth. Uh, in the last few months, actually uh, starting 2022, uh, we see the market of the travel in general rebounding. Uh, it, the same kind of concerns are still with the consumers. And of course, pandemic is a very bad thing to do, but in a sense, 
what you see that the pandemic uh, opened the eyes of people, the fact that things can go wrong. And I do need to take care of what happens if things go wrong. And we do see higher attach rates of uh, uh, insurance during this uh, process. Another thing that the pandemic taught us, I think, in that sense, uh, is that you need the flexibility, right? You need to react. Things change. Things can change from today to tomorrow. Suddenly you have a new uh, variant. Suddenly you have a, a new case that you need to deal with. Unfortunately, the other thing that is going on in Ukraine, which is uh, horrible, uh, and things like that. So I think one of the things that we uh, realize that embedded insurance must be a, a very reactive, right? Both in terms of the type of products, both in terms of the ability to say, okay, this is the kind of products that we want to sell, this is the kind of products that we don't want to sell. A, a, I remind you that we are working with risk carriers, right? And uh, insurance companies, that we must make sure that we are reacting to new things that are happening in order to maintain the fact that they are not going to suffer a big loss because of the change that is happening in the world and so on. Uh, so I, I think all in all, the, the, the pandemic, uh, first of all, taught us that uh, this is one of the, one of the hundred years uh, events uh, happen, uh, uh, do happen. And you need to be prepared. You need to be very uh, uh, agile for that. You need to be very smart about the products that you're doing and the ability to launch new types of products that are relevant for your customers is super important. That speed to market so crucial, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, the the I was I've written this question down. I think it's a bad question, so I'm going to re I'm going to rephrase it. I was going to say what a threat. Yeah, you know, how much of a threat is embedded insurance? But it's not a threat. It's like a it, it's a huge opportunity because most people that are offering embedded solutions are working with risk carriers, so you know they're taking advantage of that. Um, I think there's an interesting play where some people are coming out with full stack insurance offerings, which are offering embedded, and that's interesting. Um, but you know, how do you, how far do you think we are on our embedded journey? Because there's a point in my mind that, that thinks I shouldn't really have an interaction with a traditional insurance company ever, really, as a, on a personal lines, because that every time I'm insuring something, it comes with a related transaction. Um, I've bought a house, I'm buying a car, I'm going on holiday, I'm buying some theater tickets. Um, you know, there's almost every point of which I could buy insurance. So where do you think we are on the kind of journey of embedded being that ubiquitous that, that, that almost everything I buy on personal lines is bought through that journey? Um, well, I think, again, when you buy a house and you take a mortgage, you need a life insurance bought with this mortgage, right? And I think there's a, a, the fact that you're buying many kinds of things. There are many things that you buy, which traditionally you bought insurance with them, right? Like this kind, you buy a car, you, you rent a car, etc. And these are the things that they, we traditionally knew about, etc. And I think the, the place that is a bit changing than the original uh, or what we had in the past is the fact that uh, um, once insurance was bought with a big transaction, I don't know what word, there's a life insurance to sell to you. And when I'm selling you life insurance, it's a big ticket kind of an insurance. There's a, the cost of sale 
is important, but it's marginal compared to the amount of revenues that you're doing. Uh, what we believe is that uh, there's risk, again, like you said, actually with everything that you're buying, there's a concern that might occur. Not everybody has it, but many people have concerns and different concerns. So now the question is, can you mechanize this process of embedded insurance in order to make it work, right? Because if I'm going to sell you an insurance, for example, uh, you're uh, buying a ticket, uh, um, you're traveling for a show of Rihanna or whatever, if I'm going to, if I need to sell you insurance, it needs to be in a place that is economically interesting for you, right? You won't buy insurance that costs half the price of the ticket of Rihanna. We need to buy something that is much lower. So the question about embedded, and I think this is the jump that happened, or this is at least the place that we are focusing, is about the ability to automate this process of selling and making sure that you're able to sell insurance in a very cheap way. Now, if I'm doing it as part of the online uh, journey and I'm embedding the products and I'm making sure that generating different kinds of products and generating different kinds of variants of products uh, to different kinds of customers, if you're able to do it economically right, then it becomes interesting and so. So in general, our unique, we talked about our unique uh, proposition. I'm not, uh, I'm not going to be a great uh, uh, partner to sell uh, embedded insurance when a transaction is very expensive, right? Everything is expensive. You're buying a house, a mortgage side by side your house is not necessarily the place that is good because it's a few thousands of dollars of, uh, of premiums. Uh, but when you're talking about products insurance that are uh, uh, $50 and below $30, even $1, we are able to do and still be, make it economic. This is the place that we are doing, and that's where uh, uh, the mechanism, the factory that I was talking about, is very crucial in that sense. And that's, um, you know, the, the, I'm thinking about the kind of customer um, and the modern customer and the modern relationship with um, digital businesses have with their customers. And going back to right at the start of this conversation, we said they have so much information. So we have, we have a better understanding of risk. Um, because we have more information on those customers. So we're in a better position to price effectively. Um, because, you know, that, that kind of customer journey has changed. Like, you know, one thing was always said about insurance, and I'm not sure if I could, you know, sold, not bought. And I do, I do agree with that. But um, I also think there's an education piece on the customer, there's a, you know, embedded allows us to kind of showcase types of insurance that people would not have bought. You know, there, there's insurance that I didn't, and, and I know this is a relatively new product, like, but I'm going on a, um, sounds like I'm showing off now, but I'm going on quite an expensive holiday in a couple of weeks' time um, to, uh, you know, a place where you're expecting it to be hot every day, beautiful seas, beautiful sunshine. And I've never bought insurance for, you know, for, for, the sun, for the weather, but I've bought it this time. And, and because I didn't know it existed until I, <laughs> I had a podcast for a year and a half and I talked about it a little bit, but there's a little bit of that as well. I think, I think, you know, the sold, not bought is always kind of put as a negative because we're talking about, um, you know, you're sort of, yeah, you're not asking people what they want. You're telling them what they want. But I think embedded allows you to put it at a point in the journey where it's it's right that you sell it to them, but it, but you're selling them something that they want. So there is a selling bit because 
people don't know what they don't know. You and I know loads about insurance, but you know, our friends that don't work in the industry might not know that you can get weather cancellation or might not know that you can get these things. So um, yeah, I think embedded's a kind of unique opportunity to do that. So do, do you think that plays into it? It, it just it's just allows awareness of the consumer. Yeah, I, I, I think the key thing is, I, I, I totally, first of all, I totally agree. Most of the people don't think about insurance and the day-to-day necessarily, right? Uh, but when you're buying something, right, when you're doing something, there is something that is not associated with insurance on your head, but it is associated. It's a concern, right? A concern, what happens if something goes wrong? And you are thinking about it in that sense, etc. So the question is, am I able, when you're buying something, to identify what would be the relevant product for you and making it super simple to understand what are you getting? Why is it important? Making it super transparent in terms of the thing, of the product. What, what needs to go wrong in order for you to get the money? Mm-hmm. Making it super uh, uh, easy to buy. And that's something that you're getting in embedded, right? You don't need to enter where are you traveling. You don't need to enter uh, uh, how much does the trip cost. You don't need to enter what's the, who are you traveling with and so on and so forth. We know all these things. So you don't, you just have to be told, Alex, you are going to uh, uh, Sri Lanka and uh, 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 it might be raining during your vacation, the low probability, but do you want a kind of a product that will protect you against this rain that will help you uh, enjoy the place after all? So I think, yes, the answer is yes. There is an opportunity because we are getting a lot of information about what the consumer is buying right now. We can build most relevant kinds of products for this consumer, things that are real, real concerns uh, that consumers are uh, saying, make sure that it's very simple to understand because we don't have a lot of attention span, right? The consumer is with you for less than a few seconds and then he, and then he moves out. And more than that, we don't want him to spend more than a few se- seconds because we want him to complete the transaction of buying vacation or whatever we buying. Mm-hmm. So I think, yes, this is, a, this is a great opportunity of putting new types of products in. It's an opportunity of testing new types of products, right? I don't need to go on a full campaign that I now have a, a, a cruise guarantee, okay? A, a, if you're going on a cruise, a weather, a sea conditions and things like that. I can actually put it on the part of the journey, test it with customers, see if they understand it, see if they like it, etc. I don't even need to do, you know, like interviews anymore. I just put it on the table and see what works and what doesn't work, which I think is the right way, which is in a sense what happened to everything in e-commerce, right? The cost of the testing and seeing what is interesting for customers, not interesting customers, is much better these days than it used to be. And that's what we're thinking about embedded insurance. Put one-time integration, make sure that you're able to show different types of products, build different types of products according to the needs that are changing according to the different concerns that consumers have, test them, adjust them, make sure that they are very simple to the customer and so on. Interesting. Um, no, I'm really conscious of time. So I always like to end it this way. And, and you know, we're, we're, we're in the court, second quarter of 2022, but there's a long way to go. So what can people look out for from patent insurance? What are you guys doing? Are you, are you expanding? Are you hiring? You, what's, what's the story for this year for you? Yeah, so we actually we're actually now going through a very big expansion in terms of headcount. We we are hiring uh, salespeople uh, in North America, uh, mostly, 
uh, US, I mean, uh, we're hiring a bit more business uh, entities. And of course, we're extending quite heavily the R&D that we're having here. Uh, we have lots of things going on in terms of uh, uh, launches that we're going to announce in the next two, three months, uh, which are quite amazing, going to bookings of hotels, uh, uh, things that are related to uh, recreation and so on. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we are also extending the product uh, coverage. We are more investing in the ability to help our customers, the businesses, to control how does the claim process looking like and making it a bit more complete in terms of how they uh, are using that, uh, using uh, uh, the insurance in order to provide a better customer journey. Amazing, brilliant, and and uh, for all those brilliant salespeople out there listening in um, to in North America. Can they, uh, so they reach out to your LinkedIn? Is that the best way to contact you? That, that would be amazing. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, look, thank you so much for being a guest. Um, I've really enjoyed that. And um, you managed to make it embedded interesting. And, and we've talked about it a lot. <laughs> we managed to cover some different angles. So thank you so much for being a great guest on the podcast. Thank you, Alex, for having me and having a great uh, vacation. Where are you going? Just uh, I'm, going, I'm going to Mauritius. I'm going to Mauritius. Oh, you're lucky. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, enjoy it. Yeah, but I've got a lot of work to do before then, so I'm panicking about it, but I'm sure I'll be fine. But (laughs) thank you. Have a good insurance for you. Thank you so much, (laughs) Alex. Thanks, Eddie. As always, this podcast is brought to you by FinPro Search Partners, often simply known as FinPro. FinPro is an executive recruitment business working in the insurance and insure tech space on an international basis. If you would like to find out more about FinPro, please visit our website, www.wearefinpro.com or our FinPro company page on LinkedIn. I've been your host, Alex Bond, and I would personally love to connect with anyone who is interested in the changing world of insurance. So feel free to reach out to me directly, um, either on LinkedIn or via my email, alex at wearefinpro.com. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and I hope to see you back next week. Thank you.